When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. down the third baseline. Here he comes. Steal of home, and he will do it. A straight steal of home last night. Ravage with a great call. Versus robbing a home run. And not just any home run. A grand slam that would have tied the game in the night. What is the better play? Let's go. I'm glad you didn't say grand, grand slam home run, Tony. It is just grand slam. Good job. <laughs> Me crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Here's the news of the day, though. The headline of the day. They found Nikola Jokic's MVP trophy. There it is. <laughs> when he lost it the other day, I was thinking they might have to call trophy services to make sure he's a proper guardian. All right. <laughs> Today at the Denver Nuggets Parade, lots of beers and various levels of, let's say, oh. ebriation. And here's head coach Michael Malone. What a great day to celebrate the championship, but we're not done yet. We're some greedy bastards, baby. We're some greedy bastards. We're getting another one, and I'm out. All right, let's look at those odds wow. for next year. <sighs> Bill Plaschke around the horn to you. The debate of the day. Are the Nuggets your favorites for next year? Big favorites, Tony. As you know, I've covered back-to-back -back champions several times and this looks like <laughs> one of them five starters coming back from a dominant team 16 and four they're the only the only the ninth team in history to to lose just one game combined in the conference finals and the finals first team since the spurs in 99 to win a championship without ever trailing in a series or ever losing a game by double digits they dominated their team players their best player is the ultimate team player they're hard workers they act like, they act like a family they, they resemble a family they're coming back. They're all coming back. Yes, wow. Heavy oh, as the only panelist who's covered, covered multiple repeat champions. Flash what yes, a great I have. brag that is. David Dennis Jr. Uh oh, first shout out to KCP for the Stone Cold Steve Austin tribute. We like wrestling and all pop culture references, first of all. I, I think the Nuggets do have the best shot for two reasons. One is that winning of your first championship teaches you how to win, especially with the role players. You had Porter Jr. in game five turning to an offensive rebounder, learning how to win ugly. Aaron Gordon became a defensive stopper. He's probably going to be in a defensive uh, all-team all team defense next year conversation. And then for the second reason, so many of these other teams are getting worse next season. That's the big issue. The Celtics are sort of in disarray. Milwaukee's going to be losing players. The Warriors have their cap situation. There's a lot of teams that are going to be regressing while the Nuggets are going to actually be getting better. And that's going to be what uh, makes their chances oh, as good as anybody. That's two saying these Nuggets your favorites Israel are the Nuggets your favorites no and unless all of those players David is talking about go to the Nuggets somebody has to get better and I think there will be teams that get better and I think that's why I'm saying that I don't favor the Nuggets is because look as much as I love Jamal Murray um, this is a team that centers around Nikola Jokic and 
the one-man operation, uh, granted two-time MVP, he's absolutely dominant throughout this playoff run, but the one-man operation is hard to maintain over the course of multiple years. And so if he gets to a point where it's late in the season, and we probably have to ask the question, honestly, like how bad does he really want this continued success? Because he seemed like he just wanted to go home after winning this championship. <laughs> but is it Wait. enough to maintain a long period of success? We don't know what these other teams are going to look like to counter this championship. Okay. Wait, can we have a conversation, Israel, about that? I was making the joke that we should call yes. trophy services because he doesn't care about where the trophy is. Some people find that endearing and it proves how much he loves actually, you know, playing the game and doesn't care about the other stuff and that's a good thing. Are you joking when you say you're not sure how much he wants it? No, I'm not joking because, I mean, I know he wanted a championship. We know he wanted, you know, some version of success, but does he want to maintain this? Does he want to be, you know, Chase Michael Jordan? Does he want six rings? We don't know. Okay. We don't know these right. things. And when it is him, it wasn't a big three like they had in, a, in Golden State or in Miami the last two couple repeats. It's a big one, and that's, again, it's a lot of pressure on him. Are you now from a studio that is lawn care and TV? What are we doing out here? I'm hearing the... <laughs> Monica McNutt, please join us without the blowers in the background. <laughs> I think Izzy brings up something that's interesting, but I deduce from watching Jokic that he's a guy that loves ball that much. And in terms of the sustainability, his game is not predicated on athleticism, as we all know, at all. So I think there's a ton of sustainability to what he does. Those 10 triple doubles in a span of 20 playoff games were absolutely incredible. I do think that this team should be favored. And frankly, to David's point, because of all of the plates so-called shifting in the West, I would think that their biggest opponent probably will come out of the East. But I'm cool with them being favored. Plash, mm -hmm. last word after the horn. Izzy, you're saying they're only a big one. Have you forgotten Jamal Murray? They're clearly a big two. In a big two, and I've seen it with Kobe and Shaq. I've seen it with Kobe and Pau Gasol. Whoa, 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 whoa. you've seen it with Kobe it and Shaq. So now are we calling Jokic and Murray Kobe and Shaq, Flashkey, as the only panelist? Whoa, 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 please. Potentially, potentially. Really? Wow. Oh, Jamal wow, Murray Plashky. has had enormous moments in the playoffs. Jamal Murray's been unbelievable. Not yet an all-star, but I think a lot of people think that's where that's going. Uh, total landscaping is real Gutierrez, last word. <laughs> I, I see Jamal Murray kind of like a Paul Pierce, a guy who said, if I would have played with Shaq, I would have won those championships too. Yes, that's what level of player he is. I think he's going to be an all-star too. He's not Kobe Bryant. Last word, David Dennis Jr. He's not Kobe. I want to go back to the whole thing about Jokic and, and you know, his will. Sure. I think there's a little bit of shtick. All this stuff about him, I lost my MVP. This guy cares about this stuff. He wants a bunch of championships. This is a persona that is as well manicured as Izzy's front lawn right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to call a press conference at the Four Seasons or something like that. I don't know. There's a joke in there, too. All right, we'll move on. NBA offseason now upon us. Memphis and everybody waiting on the league's decision on John Morant. Today's news, Bradley Beal to Miami, seemingly gaining steam. This week's news, could a Zion trade be coming? And one week from today is the draft and Victor Wemanyama's arrival. Monica McNutt, around the horn to you. The biggest thing you're tracking this NBA offseason. Well... It's got to be Philly for me because I think that's something that's going to have an impact over the next three seasons or so. Obviously, James Harden wants big-time money, but if you're Philly, do you pay him that money? I kind of don't think so, but then what do you do in terms of your title chances and then how long is Joel Embiid going to stick around? So Philly is a really, really curious case to me. They were so close this year, but it fell apart in disastrous fashion, at least so close to getting over the proverbial hump, not actually getting to a title. Israel Gutierrez, number one uh, story you're following this offseason? 
Yeah, when it comes to the landscape of the upcoming NBA season, <laughs> I'm going to say it's June, so let me stick to the Suns and the Heat here. I'm very intrigued by the Suns and what they do, potentially moving on from Chris Paul, maybe even bringing in a James Harden, maybe to team up with Kevin Durant again and seeing what that looks like with Devin Booker as opposed to Kyrie Irving in Phoenix. Wow, um, seeing what that looks Lakers, like. I think we you know, saw what nothing... that looks like in Brooklyn, but go ahead. Mm. Yeah. Well, we, we saw what it looked like with Kyrie. We didn't see what it looked like with Devin Booker. And if you go to Miami, and yes, they obviously made it to the finals. Obviously, you watch them and you think, hey, they're a piece away from being able to compete with Denver and win a championship. And maybe that piece is Bradley Beal. Maybe that piece is Damian Lillard. Uh, and so I think those two teams are teams to look for that are going to counter what Denver has by just putting a bunch of talent together. The Lakers are another team. David Dennis Jr.? This season is all about the Golden State Warriors and what are they going to do to extend this championship window. This building to the future thing has not seemed to work. Wiseman is gone. They're looking at maybe moving Kaminga. What is Jordan Poole? What are they going to do with that Jordan Poole contract? Steph, Clay, Draymond are still there. Stephen Curry is still as good as any player in the league. And what is that team going to do to get the players around them to make a championship run? This youth movement did not work. How are they going to combat the CBA, the contracts, the apron situation to build around that squad to How be are they? the really? primary Western Conference squad to go against the Nuggets? Is there a move on the table? I heard, I mean, the reports this week are they'd be willing to move Kaminga. I mean, what can you really bring in this offseason if you're Golden State, David? Mm-hmm. Well, there's talks about moving Kaminga for one of the Thompson twins, which, you know, maybe a marginal improvement. We don't know how Kerr's going to play some of those young guys. Really, it's about Jordan Poole. What do you think you're going to get for Jordan Poole, or is he going to be better coming back into this next season? That is the contract they need to think about. Bill Plaschke, number one story you're looking at this offseason? It's not about Jordan Poole. It's about the guy who punched Jordan Poole. The Golden State is the offseason story, but it's all about Draymond Green. He's got a player option. He's used to mowing down opponents. He, he's the he's the linchpin. Did you get that that, that reference? I Nobody did, got that. I didn't Nobody get it. Bill, but once anymore. you said, did you get that reference? <laughs> yes, I got it. And then right. I still am not going to be recording What Draymond decides to do is how Golden State does. If he leaves, he has a player option. He can decline it, go on the market, go to Dallas, come to the Lakers. He could leave Golden State, and if he does, the dynasty is over. The dynasty is done. It, it it's it's incumbent on him. He's the most effective player offensively and defensively in the league, analytics-wise, has the most impact on a team. If he leaves Golden State, the dynasty's over. Monica McNutt, last word. Well, I, I will say that as, as much as Draymond is sort of the centerpiece of this one, the additional shrubbery in the yard of the Golden State Warriors is the fact that Klay oh. Thompson is not who he once was, right? And, like, yes, that team is aging, but everybody in the league, Phoenix, Dallas, is going to be looking for these three and D type of guys to fill out their roster. So Draymond's a huge kingpin, but like Clay is a big piece of that too, in my mind. That's where it is with Garrett. And don't forget, somebody is going to fall in love with the Clippers. They're going to give you a reason to fall in love with them, even if they just add one piece of the potential no, duo I of Kawhi forget. and Paul George. I absolutely People are going to be taking that for I did forget. We're taking a break. <laughs> Buy or sell. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. 
With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. The biggest news in baseball right now, the Oakland A's. The week they've had a seven-game winning streak snap last night by Tampa. The reverse boycott night, which was emotional for Oakland fans. So their biggest crowd of the year, 27,000, shirt-wearing, sell the team, chanting loyalists. Last night, back to normal, reverse, reverse boycott, 7,000 fans. A's owner John Fisher's FTSE with Las Vegas now matched by the state of Nevada's legislature passing final approval for partial public financing of a $1.5 billion stadium. Las Vegas native Bryce Harper this week saying it's not right. I feel sorry for Oakland. And then today, Rob Manfred on A's relocation. The real question is, what is Oakland prepared to do? There is no Oakland offer. Going on to say, two nights ago was great. It was great to see an almost average Major League Baseball crowd in the facility for one night. Wow. This is getting salty. Bill Plaschke, is this a sorry situation or something worse or nothing personal just business nothing personal just business as a, as a writer in a town that most of our teams came from somewhere else i'd be a hypocrite to say owners shouldn't be able to take their business where they want to do their business they tried in oakland every way every which way and the fans say oh we'd come out to the games well they made the playoffs six times in the last 11 years and they've averaged about 22,000 fans in each of those years that's the bottom third of baseball Fans didn't show up. The, 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 the stands are dumped. John Fisher could move. Even with the way this team currently is constructed in the tanking of this season, David Dennis Jr., your view of it? Yeah, you can't buy a team and talk about the emotions and the impact of that on the community. And then when you move the team, say it's just business. This is about greed and callousness that lies at the feet of one person. That's John Fisher, who, you know, did not earn the money that he used to buy the team that came from his parents, but didn't even have the highest bid 
for that team and did everything he could to be as cheap as possible. Yes, they made the playoffs, but they have stars that they've let go, that they refuse to pay throughout this entire run that he's been there. And he would rather spend his money on lobbyists in Las Vegas to get $400 million of taxpayer money to move that team, even though that squad earned them $30 million last year in attendance as they were being putrid. This is about lining his pockets that he did not earn in the first place. Yeah. Israel Gutierrez, are you with Bill right. or David here? No, I'm with David. Teams move all the time, but they don't do it the way the Oakland A's have done it, which is basically like a major league situation. They want it to look stinky. They want things to look terrible. They want sewage coming down, and they want uh, all those things happening because they want to say, hey, we can't build a team here. We can't get the fans here. And why would the fans want to go when their whole strategy is, hey, we hope we get lucky with a young team and then give away those parts once they are, are up for some actual money here? So, no, they're not doing it in a normal way. They're doing it in kind of a dirty way, which is why it's not your normal situation. Monica McNutt. So David and Izzy make great points, but I don't think there's a scot-free or, or pristine owner in the business of owning sports teams. I'm actually going to go with Plasky on this one. I think when you look at what Vegas has been able to establish as a sports town, the way that gambling is now very much part of our sports consumption experience, I think that it was nice while it lasted in Oakland, and it certainly sucks for those fans that showed up for the reverse reverse boycott. But the league and the team ultimately is trying to make money, and looks like Vegas Flash is going to be where they cash in. David, David, you make great arguments, but I got to ask you, where did the Hawks come from? You're in Atlanta. Where did the Hawks come from? Mm -hmm. St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Where did the Braves come from? Milwaukee. This happens all the, the time. The LA Rams it's came from St. Louis recently. St. Louis. And the underhanded right, right. way that happened, Bill Plaschke, well, mm -hmm. ownership had to pay a price for that. We've seen loyal fan bases. The Baltimore Colts lost their team in the middle of the night. And in this case... It's never pretty, though. Th right. That's the point. You're absolutely right about that. This team has gone to the playoffs six less. 11 years, attendance has never been high. It's never this is been a high. tough, tough wrinkle, but you got to feel bad for the passion the fans are showing. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. Oh, this is a story. Look at this. It is, right there. Take a good look at it. Is that there on the line? There it is, right there. I don't look think at that. so. I'm over this play. Seriously. <laughs> they need to fix the rule. This is what the umpires see that he's running down the line. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Fix it. We lost the game and he had nothing to say about it. Now that you've seen that beautiful crumpled grainy printout Davey Martinez had from 1977. I don't know where he got that photo. Uh, here's the video on how the Nationals, well, they lost the play and lost the game last night, really. Uh, Davey Martinez has got beef with baseball here, David. Buy or sell this play and how baseball and baseline interference has been called by MLB recently. Yeah, I'm buying this baseline interference as a whole is something that's a little bit too murky. They need to solidify that rule and make it more defined. But the big thing here, I want to buy Dave Martinez printing it out, getting that high quality uh, paper. That inspired <laughs> me because Tony, look at this. This is from Tuesday. I'm trying to show you that <laughs> why wasn't I winning? Why wasn't I in the showdown? I lost some guy named Frank Isola. I don't even know who that guy is, man. I'm, I'm over it. Oh, man, it looked like I'm wearing the same clothes in that same photo. From oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Israel Gutierrez, how about you? <laughs> uh, look, I, I like the idea that um, that you can address this rule, right? Because it's something that gets gets you know proper, improperly called all the time. But the idea to print out this picture and doing it after a game, it comes off across very like Pat Beverly vibes, and you probably don't want to have that situation for the rest of the year. It's just June. Maybe relax for a little Monica bit. Monica McDonough. If you remember, is the uh, our boy David over there also whipped out a camera after the Pat Beverly incident as well. So just give him all my points, Tony. <laughs> Look, I just think I question why this wasn't uh, something that could be reviewed. That's where I was. Mm. Bill Plaschke. 
Yeah, I'm with Monica. Why isn't this reviewable? Any play that ends a game, no matter what the play, should be reviewable. All plays should be reviewable. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. that we can but see this. But this play specifically, we've seen don't. it in, the, in World Series. We've seen it in the playoffs. Trey Turner. They, in, in, you know, there's a line right there. The this isn't subjective yeah. at all, right? That's, you know, you can't interfere in that way. All right, Plashke. Monica McNutt. David Dennis Jr. Israel Gutierrez. <laughs> That'll be our showdown in two minutes. I got Leaf blown off with the printers. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. David Israel, good luck in showdown. Here's Carl Anthony Towns on Patrick Beverly's podcast. I feel like when my time's up and my and I retire and I put the shoes up, I feel like there's gonna be people who are gonna say, you know, that I changed the game. That there's gonna be kids coming up saying that. They're going to be able to play a different way because I played an NBA and did it a different way. David, does Towns on Towns have this right? This is so much secondhand embarrassment for Carl Anthony Towns because he seems like such a nice guy, seems like a good dude, but he keeps on making these proclamations that make him fodder for getting made fun of. He says he's going to be the best three-point, big man three-point shooter of all time. Now he's talking about his legacy. Just stop it, please, so we don't have to make fun of you. It's not even the craziest proclamation he made on this podcast. He said that what he and his Timberwolves did by making the play in a couple seasons ago was more special than the Nuggets winning a championship this year. What? We'll split the point. We'll move on. Poor guy. Poor guy. A showdown here. What's better, robbing a home run or stealing home? We had both in baseball last night. Home run robs happen in baseball. Straight steals don't happen of home. Ninth inning last night, though, it was a four-run game when Jesus Sanchez of the Marlins robbed a grand slam to seal Miami's win. And Isaiah Kinder-Falefa had the steal of home, and it was straight. Yankees took the lead in that inning, but wound up losing to the Mets in extras. Israel, what's better, that robbing of a home run or that stealing of home? Oh, it's definitely Jesus Sanchez stealing the home run. The grand slam, mind you. Yes, the the stealing of home is a rarity. It's a quick, exciting play. But it was four to nothing, and he saved the game in the bottom of the ninth inning. David? It's about stealing home. It is the most exciting play in all of baseball. It's like a heist that plays out in a 10-second span. you got to go with the stealing home. Stealing home, a straight steal, is the most exciting play in baseball. You're right, David. 
But that rob of a home run was robbing a grand slam in the ninth inning of a four-run game? Points, Israel. We'll move on. Showdown three, congressional slacker. Republicans four, Democrats two. I think you're all in favor of criticizing referees, how Representative Crenshaw did it last night. He took out his glass eye to show the refs they missed the call. David, how do you rule on this? I rule this zero out of ten. You won the game, man. Why are you taking your eyeballs out on a game you won? He was going to do that regardless if they won or lost. This is all shit. Uh, that's why it's a 10 out of 10. It's his move. I used to have an uncle that used to take out his dentures and scare the bejesus out of us when we were kids, and he would do it all the time because that's his move. So, you know. Not touching any of this. Israel Gutierrez, 30 seconds of face time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. So I read where Michael Jordan's shoes that he wore for the flu game just got auctioned off for $1.38 million, which I've paid some money for shoes, but that's a lot of money. Uh, I did think of a couple of things. One is if they preserved those shoes so perfectly, and it was indeed a flu game, could they have preserved maybe some flu germs on those shoes? I don't know. But the most shocking part, there's another shoe that he wore in the second half of game two of the 1998 finals that sold for $2 million plus. What game was that? Does anybody remember that game? What was so special about those shoes? We're going to auction off the lawnmowers that were outside uh, Israel's <laughs> studio today.